lightning. Inspirational. Powerfully refining. Powerfully refining. And unapologetically controversial. Conversations with the Royal Impress. The entire world knows the secret of who you are. Now is the time to step into your queendom and become the Royal Empress that you're meant to be. One woman at a time. Conversations with the Royal Empress. Now Akiba, she's the analytical Empress. Akima, she's the Empress that will challenge you. Now, straighten up your crown and be elevated through conversation. Conversation with the Royal Empress. Welcome to Conversations with the Royal Empress. This episode, we are exploring how to build love legacies. Joining me is my co-host, Dr. Hakima. And we have invited two spectacular guests to join us for this discussion. We have love strategist, Dr. Dula and Coach Green, also known as Andrea and Eugene Mason, our married couple who just celebrated their 27th wedding anniversary. Congratulations. I am going to read a brief bio on Eugene Mason III, MBA, the builder and coach, and Andrea Little Mason, EDD. We got some educated folks in the house. The educator and birth ambassador are relationship strategists who have spent almost 27 years, well, they spent 27 years, in friendship, love, relationship, and partnership. Known by their audiences as Coach Green Jean and Dr. Dula. They have traveled internationally to speak and collaborate on various topics surrounding indigenous knowledge systems. They promote the head, heart, hands principle, which reminds people that as a community, we have the ability to feed ourselves, clothe ourselves, shelter ourselves, heal ourselves, and protect ourselves, and to save ourselves. So I'm going to let them uh, tell us more. Wow, where do we start? We, you know, just to make it brief, we, yes, 27 years, four, four boys. Uh, well, they're not boys now. Yeah, 26, four, 24, 19, 17. And where our passion says is, help, is assisting individuals with providing them, tool, providing them with tools and education on how to build legacy. We hear a lot about building wealth. There's nothing wrong with wealth, but I, we think that the wealth is a byproduct of knowing what it takes to build a successful legacy. And I think that's what we should be concentrating on. So that's our heart, that's our mission. We do that through uh, uh, our um, business of We Build Legacy, where we provide, again, the education and the tools through birth readings, Reiki appointments, and various yeah. tools to assist people to heal, uh, to be able to find out how they were made into the world to be an answer as individuals and couples together. Absolutely, ditto what he said. Yeah, the, 
uh, really looking to work with um, just the whole person. You know, a lot of times we do, we compartmentalize, which is a very Western thing to do. You know, this over here is my religion and this over here is my money and this over here is my this and that. But um, when we go back and we look at how our ancestors um, were able to be successful, and I do mean before the colonization and all of those things. So you're coming from an indigenous Right, you know, you know, there was there was more of a holistic approach to the way that we saw ourselves and the way we approached what we did. You know, we were looking at the whole thing. So you don't just go and, you know, earn your money without thinking about th those you're going to leave it to. How, how those, the children that I'm having, how are they equipped to be able to do uh, with this thing that we're building, did we leave them on the on the wayside? Some people are willing to sacrifice everything for just the money because that's the big thing. That's wealth, but um, it's only one piece of wealth. And you'll see it begin to fall once you start looking at, okay, I'm leaving it for my kids. And then you see the people say, that boy, they blew all the money. That mama, his mom and daddy worked so hard for that. And he now went up there to them folks and went on a vacation bought a house, it bankrupts it, and I'm put him out the house. Now he down there living with his sister, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> you know, that skit was pretty good. Where'd you get that from? You know, that was pretty good. <laughs> I guess we can unpack a little bit more of that later. We can keep on going with that. But one of the things that I know that you guys do um, is you, you actually work with couples um about our relationships and so let's just go into it relationships in the black community what's really mm -hmm. going on you know when it comes to look when it comes to that you know this is what i based all a decade or whatever go all, all my research on really looking and asking that question what's going on and one of the things that i found um i always tell people i looked at the time, it was back in, you know, 2010-ish, right before then, and they were talking about how, um, you know, everybody had a relationship education something. Every, every church, every whatever, all the different religion, this, that, the other. Everybody was looking at the Black community. How can we do whatever? The government had money, $10 million or something out there. And the bottom line was, um, I was looking and I said, well, let me study. I'm going to study these different uh, curricula that they're teaching. And they had, they had a bunch of, you know, um, majority culture ones, but they had three particular ones that they were being promoted in Black communities. And they had the Black people presenting it like we would, you know. Um, when I did my content analysis on it, what I found was there was everybody had their thing, but there was one statement that just kept throwing me off. I said, "Where y'all getting that from?" And and all three. This is the one thread that they had in common, and it was this statement that each one of them made. They said there was a time when women stayed home and did not have to work. Follow me now. There was a time when the man did everything and whatever, uh, and, and and the woman only took care of the home. Now that's true for some people, especially majority culture, and it's even true for some people of African descent in this country. But that is not our story. 
Our story is not one of that, but they continue to tell us, listen, you need to make sure that the biggest thing you're doing is, you know, of course it was the submitting and this and that because everything is out of whack. You aren't even supposed to be working. You, it was like they were telling us, it's like they put blackface on this white message. Maybe in your majority culture, you arranged it so that the man could make the predominant money or whatever, but that's not our history. You can go back and see that at any given point in time, even after slavery, at minimum 50% of black women were working outside the home in some capacity. But that's the baseline. So if that's the case, then why are you feeding this to us and telling us that our hope is to follow this pattern? Because basically what they were doing, they were coming from this place that we all come from listen, you know, men used to do this. Now, I'm not talking about before we got here and, you know, whatever. They, they're talking about in this country, like, this is what you should be trying to conform to. When the truth of the matter is, that is not our story. So then you get women that find themselves with these pipes waiting for this man to do whatever, whatever, not remembering all the efforts of disenfranchisement and all of that. Even the whole education context, White women were not educated. They, they, I, I remember the first time I heard a white woman tell me, oh, I was like, oh, I have my doctorate and whatever. She said, oh, I just focused on my, I didn't focus on a PhD or anything like that. I just focused on my MRS. I was so confused. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know what that meant. But the truth, go back and look historically for them, most of them and their storyline, they were becoming educated until they would leave school to 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 go get that mrs black women's story was different because we this was our way of doing uh, a, a man the man might work in a factory the woman might it might be going to school because that's where we saw our way so the general answer the overarching thing <clears throat> we are following someone else's pattern when we go back and look at our ancestry, yes, you're going to find patriarchal um, setups, okay? There are going to be cultures all over the continent that have patriarchal setting, uh, setups, but there are also matriarchal setups, okay? And there are also co-regions and all kinds of things. But what we have done is try to come and play their game and their territory, but all of they, you know, sitting us behind the eight ball and everything else to say, okay, now go. When if we look at ourselves and stop setting up as the standard and go look at ourselves, we can begin to build in the way we need to. That's the short, long answer. <laughs> I agree with you. What you what you sound like you're describing is we bought into that feminist, the white feminist mindset where we competing with our men. And Baby. that's not like you said, that that's, that's not, not even us. us. Girl, teach. Go ahead, teach. I mean, that's not us. Death is a deficit model. You lose before you begin because you're not following within your truth. And so all the way through, you're working from a cognitive dissonance because you're doing something that is not really true to your heart. Actually, it is a reality for you. And so therefore, you're building your foundation or your legacy on something that's not really you. And then you, you continue to count on the hurt, pain, the anguish. And then you get what we, we get today, a lot of communities trying to, to build legacy on broken 
uh, let's not say broken, but just dysfunction or, you know, it, 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 we can do better if we come from our truth. Let's just put it like that. So it was amazing research she did and things she found out. So great. Yeah, I think that um, I, I was just thinking about how some of us are searching for what our what our truth really is and what our legacy like we really don't know and that's why you and and I, and I, I when I hear men say well back in Africa we did this or we used to do this and it's like but it's you're not even culturally there so why are you trying to reinvent something that you really don't know about that you really haven't you really haven't studied it enough to just you know say well we were this and we were that and and the woman did this and the man and you know we had this many wives and we did this and we did yeah. i don't know if you want to if you want to go down that road <laughs> i can take i can just share my perspective i think you know a lot of what we deal with in culture today is because of where we've come from and where we're headed. We're predominantly in a masculine driven, individualized, power driven culture led by white men. Ooh, and yes, everything yes. is based off of fear and mm -hmm. scarcity. Mm -hmm. And so with that paradigm right there, um, it, to to build legacy because unfortunately all of us come from that perspective and paradigm and so we build our world view behind that so even when we look at african culture we've been to we begin to dissect it in silos the indigenous perspectives both take into account the feminine and masculine energies and when you do that you begin to integrate the systems of the human body and so when we talk about the human, the human is more than just the physical and the mental, right? Mm -hmm. The human is also the emotional and the spiritual. Mm -hmm. But what have we pegged in Western culture today? Oh, man, you're being too emotional. When emotional, where the waters run deep from the from the feminine energy perspective is a valid and very important part when you're talking about male and female and the roles that we integrate to build th this partnership or legacy we're trying to build. So we segregate or put in the silos these particular uh, quadrants and we break them down to hurt us when we actually need to include spirituality and the emotional content that we deal with. And because we divide them, divide them up, we don't know how to effectively introduce them back into our, our daily lives so that they will be helpful. And so therefore we determine you being too emotional. Oh, that's spiritual. You know, mm -hmm. we don't, we take a spirituality out of everything and we've turned it over to the hands of religion when actually we're spiritual beings first. Energy can't be constructed or destroyed. Energy is this, is just there. Energy can be transformed. Energy can be trans transmuted. It can be it can be transferred. You know, uh, but it is and will always be. And we need to to introduce those sacred and indigenous teachings back into uh, culture in a way that doesn't uh, do away with uh, 
um, the, the innovative uh, uh, discoveries that our ancestors have brought into the, the, the forefront. See, when you think about in, indigenous societies, you think about things that are way back in the past, but indigenous has more to deal with innovation and technology than ever before. I mean, we're still trying to figure out how they put the pyramids together. How that, <laughs> right. But, but our goal, believe aliens. Yeah, our go-to is that aliens did it. When we don't, you know, so, uh, yeah, we've, uh, we have some, um, some going back to do to, to, to recalibrate how we see things. Like, can I say this really quickly? I want to make sure y'all can hear me. Mm -hmm. um, I, the, the, if we would start from, you know, we, you're right. Like what you said, you know, it's like, hey, um, you know, back in Africa, and we, you know, first of all, we make it like we're a monolith, like we were all the same. You can go over there right now. <laughs> I remember the first time that I learned that, you know, I'd always, always seen Nigeria is, oh, it's, so I had seen the Christian portion. I'm like, what you mean 50% of them are Muslim? I didn't know that. I had no idea. So it's like, we, we, we're mono, making people a monolith based on what they've allowed us to see. But if you want to go back and start with what is in any context of the matter, and from a, an indigenous perspective, the first thing you can see between man and woman that we can start with today is complementary. We complement each other. That means that you might be in this climate and, I'm, and a man might need to do this, 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 and this. But over here in this domain, in this topographical area, the woman does this, this, and this. You have, whole, you have cultures. I was talking to her, she said, oh no, in Kenya, the whatever tribe, no, the women, Part of they get married, they build a hut, huh? They build a house. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't building no house. I'm telling you that right there. <laughs> we want to talk about what they did in Africa. Exactly. Exactly. That we, gonna, we can't say this because we know we're going to have brothers saying, well, shoot, you need to take out the garbage then. See, you need to fix up the car. <laughs> the, point. the point is, coming from this, this very like this is what women did and women do and this is how men are supposed to be and, and not no the, the goal was complementing each other exactly and if exactly. we started that place even though we're here and we're not you know we've been so far removed from so many cultural things when we start thinking about the complement and understanding that when you're talking about relationships, one of the biggest challenges you can find is thinking that you're going to be the same thing to that person that you were 27 years ago. Right. How many years y'all been married? Uh, Dr. Kim, how long y'all been married? In July, it'll be 25 years. Exactly. You're going to tell me 20, in 25 years, you the same chick. Oh. You the same one. <laughs> we were just talking about that on how we're so different than what you're, you're right. Different. You know, so, let me just finish this one thing. This is my point. You know, we focus on these, you know, these, this one moment in time, like this is what I need in a woman. You don't even know what you need in a woman yet. You barely know what you need in a man. There are qualities you need in a person because that's going to change. When I married him, I got married, we got married on my graduation day. I was 21 and had no kids. I didn't know what I would need. 21, listen. Let me explain something. I know a whole lot more about myself than I did at 21. Uh, and yeah. you need That's somebody true. who can grow with you because mm. it's going to take a lot of adjusting. I mm. wake up some days, I need you to know I'm different. 
I'm different. <laughs> I'm different. And he'd be looking at he I did it today and he was like oh. he just started working and cleaning up the house. He was like, you know what? <laughs> All right. What you need? Just tell me what you need. He just said he ain't fooling with you today. <laughs> so check it out. Just to dive into a little bit. The revelation ain't me accepting and you know uh at these changes going on. The revelation or the goal is is that she has discovered mm. that a change is going on and she's willing to say, hold on, something in me is changing. I need to listen. You know, and then, you know, here, you know, I come along instead of stifling that, I'm like, well, let's listen. How do we, how do we work with this? You know, mm -hmm. are we able to grow big and grow small with each other as we go through these different changes? So uh, that's just a lead in to what we uh, term power couples. Yeah. Mm, okay. You done went to power couples. Yeah, <laughs> Power couples can sometimes get miscued, right? Because we yep. think of Beyonce. They are a power couple. Yeah. They got it going on. You know, they hitting it and quitting it. But the thing is, is that, you know, you have to be careful with that definition because everybody is not hitting it and quitting it like Jay-Z and Beyonce. Some people are willing to, let's say, do things a little bit differently. And so we define power couples are individuals within their own right who are able to move forward with a vision and a plan, but then able to come together and design and build and develop something together that you couldn't do apart. Mm. That, that's a, that's, that, that was powerful right there. I really don't, I really, I really don't. Yeah, that sounds like some legacy building to me. That's what it sounds like. That's what it is. So, 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 how do we build some legacy? That's what you teach me. Okay, so so here, here it is, here it is, here it is, sis. The beautiful thing that we love to share when it comes to legacy is, is that number one, it's no golden bullet. See, that's the problem that we face today with globalization and the Western mindset, that we think that it's one way to cut down to the chase and get this thing done. We're human. And being human breaks you down to so many different dimensions. So what may work for me, like Andrea was saying over here, may not work for you over there. But then when we come together in this other atmosphere or environment or ecosystem, we'll have to bring that together and change it up and find out how we integrate. And so what we discovered over the years of our marriage and talking to hundreds of couples is, is that we feel that it's four principles that you can introduce as tools into your partnership that will assist you on navigating the ups and downs in a way to help you get from point A to point B to Z and fulfill that legacy. Because you're gonna have frequency, right? Life is all about energy, but it's, it's about the perspective and perceptions you have about how you're dealing and how you go through it, you know? And so those four, uh, principles are number Two one. Layers. You gotta think. Great. You have to think about them like the bills in a building. You gotta think about it like that. Okay. The of course we have abstract architecture. Correct. But the basic premise of any building, if you look at the room you're in, is four walls, four corners, four pillars, to bring about stability. And we talk 
we talk with them. It's really in any partnership. That's that's a that's a recreational partnership. Yeah. A business partnership. Any of them. Uh, a love partnership. Romantic. Romantic whatever. partnership. Any type of partnership is going to take. And we think that partners. power couples have the potential to be all of that, which is why we talk about it in that way a partnership and not just the like, ooh, I love him, I love him, I love him. That's right. So, <laughs> so the first thing you want to do it or you want me to do it? You do it. I it's partnership, that word, a decision to partner. Now, they, that is, you have a lot of people out here and they have not yet defined what they are. Mm. Okay? Mm. So we can I hang out with you. We together all the time. I come see you every Thursday at seven. I, I brought you this special drink, your job. But when you start saying, well, what are we? Let's just let it be, you know, let's, let's be. Let's not make it something else. Okay, if you haven't made a decision to partner, then that literally means that person can change that in one moment. And all of that, that y'all do all the time means what? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing it, it means absolutely nothing. if it's not intentional that's the one you better say it boy <laughs> okay number two number two this number two one of my favorites. this is one of his favorites mutual respect mm. this comes okay. good for the goose most definitely they gotta, gotta be Ooh, teach mutual respect i'm big on this one because one of the ways that we have lasted is we don't play now i mean we don't acknowledge differences physiologically in women and men but we don't play these 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 gender games okay mm -hmm. my husband told a story what he said uh some years ago he was like i was downtown looking at the towers and uh he was like I could be up in that in that tower right there with another woman, my wife. And he said the next thought came to him was, but she could be over in that other tower right there with another. <laughs> and you wouldn't know. That's how that works, right? That's there. how that, that's listen, you know, we we I'm not taking away from the differences between us, but some of these things that we allow, uh and I'll just be honest. It's like, even when we talk about like physically, like what, you know, a man got needs. Listen, and I'm gonna keep it PG, but I have to say this. <laughs> and we're gonna get it for real. Hey, I love it when you say that. Repeat that. Physiologically, if we're gonna talk about, you know, men, you just gotta understand men got needs. You know, mm. actually, I'll just say it this way. Physically, women have, more opportunities to enjoy herself sexually more frequently than a man does, okay? Well, all them snaps in, so. While you going through your refractory period and you building up, I don't care if it take you 10, 20, or mm. Mm. Women say, okay, you got me like this, let's, and you try it like that, and then we can do this. So technically, if we wanted to, we could say technically, technically, <laughs> technically we could say that there are that that the woman has needs. Could we not? Could we not? Mm -hmm. So when we when we put a mutual respect, 
we take all that, you know, look, you just got to deal with a man, see, see, see. We just, we just level that out because some of that has been built on a whole lot of perversion, a whole lot of other things, a whole lot of uh, things that are not, um, literally not based in truth. So that's mutual respect. And, and, not, and not just sexually, but I just like to mention that part. That goes across the gamut. Okay, number three. three. Agreement, this mine. What do you agree to? You say, oh, he was doing this. And he was that. He explained it to me, or she said it was like this. Okay, but then what was your agreement? Now, remember, this is about partnership, about how we can build legacy. Uh, these four pillars being a foundation, right? We got to have a strong foundation. So when we talk about what is our agreement, not just do I understand. Like for example, me, you know, people always say women need, you know, men need time to think. No, I'm the one. He ready to talk all the time. I'm the one that needed, like, I need, give me a minute. Just give me a minute. <laughs> right now, You know, but he had to say, okay, I gave you a minute now when you're coming back. And I had to go back and say, okay, just, if you give me this, whatever, I'll come back and talk. So all of these, you know, once again, you, you going based on this, is what a man need exactly. You don't know what does he need? See, just because you understand what that man needs and that man needs, don't mean you know what this one needs. This is the one I have to focus on. I don't have time to be focusing on what every man needs because he's unique and different, okay? So agreement, what did we agree to? The agreement that he and I have might not work for you, but guess what? It don't even matter because it's not your agreement. You go make your agreement with your person. We got one that works for us. We go back for the fourth because the fourth pillar is accountability. If I'm not keeping my word and what I agreed to and what he agreed to, it gives me a place to say, we need to talk. We agreed to. See, that, 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 that last one, number four, is what I'm saying. Because it's like, what did you say or what did you promise? See, we should be people of being able to show people better than what we tell them. Mm -hmm. And if I said that I was going to do something, I just talked to my son the other day. We said that we were going to do this, then as examples in the community, we need to follow through or make a call and said, hey, I'm not able. Accountability. So partnership, mutual respect, mm -hmm. agreement, and mm -hmm. accountability mm -hmm. as the the foundation, even as our children grow, introducing that to them. You know, this is what we're doing. This is the, we, we're all in this together. This is our team effort. We are respecting you. We're showing you respect. We are, are agreeing to do this thing. And then we will be accountable for what we said we will do. And we begin to incorporate that, starting with the family as the first organization, because it is. The family yes. is. Yes. Starting with that, then we can begin to see the ripple effect. People, not men and just women or whatever, people that keep their word, people that know what it means to, to I, it's not just about me, it's about our partnership, what I agreed to do, how to respect you. Not, I don't have to respect you, I'm a man, you know, I'm a man and a man need this, and a man and a man and a man. Yes, <laughs> perhaps you fit that, um, that particular stereotype. Perhaps you do. But everyone does not. You know, yes. we deal with energy work and 
uh, astrology and everything. The biggest thing is understanding our differences and respecting them. Which is the beautiful thing because the, to tie that all into a bow through Andrea, uh, Dr. Andrea's research, he recognized that we were being tripped up by trying to identify with one stereotype of couple. Mm -hmm. So within our research and with the couples that we see, we have designed archetypes. For a particular couples. Because people want to identify. And there are three, you know, there are the three basic mm -hmm. ar uh, uh, archetypes for couples. We have we we deal with uh, the alliance couple, the crown couple, and the help me out. The, the crown. The, the alliance crown. The crown is the traditional one. That's the one that says, "Look, a man do this, a woman do this. You agree to it. Hey, what do we say? You partner that way. You say, hey." I'm a woman, I'm gonna stay at home, I'm gonna take care of the kids, I'm gonna make your food, sure food is done, clean, whatever. I'm gonna do everything in here. You say, okay, cool, I'm the man. I'm gonna be outside, I'm gonna be working, I'm gonna take care of all the money stuff, I'm gonna take care of the business, whatever. If that's your partnership, that's your agreement, that's your, you respect each other's roles, that's your agreement, and you're gonna be accountable to do it, boom. <laughs> You can be a power couple. You can make that work. Somebody else might look and say, girl, you cook for him every night. Stay out of their business. That's their <laughs> okay? They're keeping their agreement. That's their partnership. <laughs> you might have, I always go to the other one next. I go to the last one, the alliance couple. That's the one that Black people um, often say, they, but I'm going to tell you a minute why it doesn't happen. The alliance couple is basically like when you literally are saying, these are my strengths and my limitations. And this person says, these are my strengths and my limitations. You act like it's a real business partnership. Like you're really trying to build something. Mm -hmm. And you say, okay, listen, I'm real good at money or whatever, but I ain't good at the people part. So if you can take care of the uh, people, talking to the people and whatever, you say, okay, I got that. I got that. Books is an accountant. That's me. And then they're like, okay, so you take that part. I take that. They literally are like, we are building a this is not about what the man's supposed to do with a woman. This is literally about us combining our strengths to mitigate our limitations so people can't even see where we broke and, and can't fit right. Okay? okay. <laughs> the alliance couple. Now, here's where most Black people are. We want to say we're alliance couples. I'm bringing my strengths together. Love, love, love. This is where we get tripped up. It's what we call the crown couple. And it's a hybrid of the two. So you can't even call the first one the crown. First, first one, one classic. oh, classic. I'm sorry. First one is classic. First one is classic. Last one is alliance. The middle one is crown. That's Thank crown. you, Betty. Mm -hmm. And we call it the crown for a reason. And I don't. I, there's no judgment here. But this is the dun, truth. Dun, 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 you know, you saw. <laughs> often it's kind of like when remember the show Everybody Hates Chris, and it's like you know, no matter what, get a man a big piece of chicken you know, make him feel like a man, okay? What actually happens often, and this answers some of the what's going on in the black community, is that the efforts are made, there is no judgment on it. The efforts are made to make the man feel like the man, no matter what he does, okay? That means he cannot have a job. That means he cannot do any of the things, take care of any of the business or anything. But no matter what, the crown goes on his head and you steal the man. That's not a judgment call because there have been times in our history where black men have been postured by society in that way. 
okay? They wanted to work and couldn't work. They wanted to do whatever and couldn't do. Well, it's shifted now. And what happens and is happening more and more is black women, you know, here we are, we're the most educated group, blah, 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 the whole nine. We sit in this place. We are willing, we want to present ourselves like we are a classic traditional couple, like the man, my man do this, my man do that. What we say, he take care of me, he's do this, that, that. So what we will do is we will hold up by ourselves all of that to make sure that no matter what, he has a crown on his head. Now that's beautiful when our men are doing all they can. <clears throat> and we, we've been through situations like that. But, and, and we've and the funny thing is is that we've visited all three all of them. Mm -hmm. We we've seen Ooh. all of it. Okay. Yeah, we've, lived. we've lived all of it. The biggest challenge is <laughs> women want something that they're they're saying they want something. This is the cognitive dissonance. They want this alliance where I'm able to bring my this and that. But that's not what they're doing. What they're doing is they're saying, at least I have a man. Um, and no matter what, I'm gonna hold this down. So that could look like that's double, double duty. Yeah, it's, it literally is, and, and our bodies pay a toll because Come you can on, go man. and you can look at us having the highest rates of heart disease and you know all Stress. these things that happen with black women because it's not like I'm gonna. Then this is the last point. It's not like I'm gonna go to work. Not a problem. Go to work. But I'll go to work. I will work all day. I will pick the kids up. I will come home. Let's just pretend like he ain't working right now. Ain't no, the house ain't clean. I gotta clean because that's my job. That's a woman's job. That's what I say, right? That's a woman's job to clean our house. But he been there all day. The food ain't, the, the meat, if you eat meat, it ain't even thawed out. You got the meat, the meat ain't in the, okay? The kids, he didn't pick up the kids for you, so you had to pick up the kids. You're gonna clean the kids up. You're gonna make sure everything's done and whatever. And you by yourself are willing to hold this thing down. You're gonna hold this down so that he is wearing a crown. And that's not a problem, except you just need to understand what your agreement is. Your agreement is no matter what he does, I got you. <laughs> that's all I say. See, see, my, my feedback on that is that's not, you know what that's called? That's called an assault and battery. <laughs> that's what that's called. <laughs> Ain't no way I'm gonna do all of that. Come home and look like that. I gotta clean the house. I gotta, come on, Dad. That's an assault and battery. <laughs> one of the greatest misconceptions or, or one of the things that we feel that 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 helps is understanding that one of the most powerful things in the world is an individual within his or her own sovereignty. And so what that means is, is that if it works for you, then who am I to judge it? Mm -hmm. And we need to stop trying to, to, to curtail people into this globalized system to look like a certain couple. If it's working for them, if they have a partnership where they have mutual respect and agreement and accountability, let them be because they're gonna transition. And that's the thing is, is that relationships are dynamic. They're not static. Mm -hmm. 
And if they're dynamic, like you said, this is not the same woman I married 20 years ago. She's not even the same woman a week ago. She's, she, she's always evolving, just like myself. And so we have to be able to understand that, uh, understand how to navigate the relationship. Again, like we're talking about through the physical, the mental, the emotional, and spiritual. It takes, it takes all of that in a way to, to, to dynamically live, you know, on earth in harmony to build legacy. It's so much beyond and wrapped into that, which we share, you know, in our curriculum, but that's more or less the basis. I have a question. I'm, no, go ahead. Um, just in thinking about that, particularly in no judgment, you know, that's one of my favorite <laughs> words. And, there, and there's no judgment here. Um, but how much of that crown, um, putting a crown on someone's head no matter what, right? How much of that is rooted in manipulation? Mm. Manipulation of, on who's like the one or the on, other? Well, on either part, yeah. but, but, but we were talking about the, you know, king me, king me, king me. No matter what I'm doing or not doing, you know, you know, when you talk about manipulation, that it, it can be to a certain point, but it just depends on where a person's truth is at. Mm. See, we talk about uh, uh, unfolding a lot of issues that society has, or that this culture has planted within the black community. You know, coming from uh, getting something from nothing. You know, mm. having having uh, slaves and indigenous service to, 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 to build this nation and you receive all of the benefit. We're coming from a system like that and then having to deal with all of the, uh, the issues to, pre to, pre to where we're at present day. And if an individual doesn't understand sovereignty or if an individual doesn't an understand what they need, um, that might be their truth at that particular time. The only thing is that where we come in to help individuals unlock those different scenarios to say, hey, you are an individual before you are a wife. You know, you are an individual before you are a husband. You have to be accountable to yourself first. So let's turn this thing around. You know, if, if this person worked all day and you were at home, do you think that that would be fair for you to come home to something like that? And so then you begin to unpack, you know, those 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 uh, um, those downward spiral type of behaviors, and and to allow for that self discovery to come in such a way where they're both uh, identifying what works for them, and it's a, it's a hurtful process. But if you're willing to unpack it together and recognize truth within you both, then you know, there is, you know, there's a pot, there's possibility for, um, uh, for you to build legacy. And I think, and, and, and Dr. Andrea, she has, uh, she brought it out in an extreme case Yeah. because we yeah. were living, we were living a crown couple for years mm -hmm. and I had to be just, just be honest, you know, because of the paradigm I came from and you think about religion and where, mm -hmm. you know, in the society that, you know, the man, and it's ego set, unfortunately, and that's even in the religion, you know, I'm always asking her at the end of the day, hey, babe, me asking her, am I, am I still the man? 
I mean, we doing this, you got this, you doing this, but where, where did I get that from? That's, you know? that's... And so I had to be willing, we had to be willing, but first me, you know, in my own, and then first her in her own life to unpack all that stuff. So we had, uh, we were, we were doing ourselves in and each other in. So, you know, I'm just thankful for her research. I'm thankful for, you know, um, my flexibility to be humble, to really understand, you know, come to truth with some things. You know, they were already there. It was just because I was, I was just tired. You know, that's when you get to that place of, of, mm -hmm. of being sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yes. Say, okay, we both got it. We both got uh, highly educated. You know, we didn't come from there, but we're both educated and we both have amazing parents, you know, and we're not trying to kill each other. What is the problem? Right. You know, we have to sit down and ask each other them serious truths. You know, like, why do you have, she, she, she comes to me, why do you have to come to me I always ask if you're the man? Are you the man? <laughs> what makes you the man? And then I'm like, oh, yeah. And then we had to really begin to ask questions within ourselves about the power structures that were around us that were setting up these paradigm of perspectives that we oh, had. Yes. Now, did they serve our highest good? Right. And so we started, we started to ask those questions. Now we're already, now we're asking ourselves some questions. We're asking people in authority, count, you know, other people who are in leadership, like, hey, why is this happening like this? You know, and now you just stepped over line because you ain't supposed to be asking them questions because it is what it is and that's what it always been. But I know it's always been like that, but it just don't make sense. Why am I asking, you know, if I'm the man? You know, just you know, just stuff like that. And so and quickly on my part, it was you know, I was homeschooling our kids at the time. And you would think that, you know, he was the one providing, you know, doing all those things. You would think people would be happy about it because that, you know, oh, wow, most black women don't get to stay home. That's great. You staying home with your kids. No. You know what they said to me? Why are you being lazy and not helping your husband? What do you mean helping him? Did he come and say he needed help? You know, see, these paradigms that keep being pushed on us. So now he's being said to make sure, you know, when I went to get my doctor, oh, let me, he told me, you going to let her get a doctorate? <laughs> He ain't gonna need you. He ain't gonna need you at all. And I'm like, are you serious? People are saying this. And you know, it's all of these different voices. So then it became our responsibility to make yes. sure that what we were listening to, wait a minute, listen to me. Does this sound like I need to be listening to it? You know, yes. so there are all these different dynamics of things. Wow. You know, uh, all of all of the wisdom that you that you share with us. So many people don't get that sitting down with you until their relationship is in trouble. Exactly. This is stuff that people need to begin to begin the beginning. So what are your thoughts on the importance of having, you know, counseling before? Because people act like counseling is just after you get married. But how important is having a, 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 a relationship counseling prior to being married? I think, you know, you hit it perfectly, Dr. Hakima, when we had our pre-conversation a little bit earlier as it related the difference between indigenous knowledge systems and Western knowledge. From an indigenous standpoint, it was, you know, there's nothing wrong with having conversations within community with 
with mama, with auntie, with mm. uncle, you know, and you know, we talk counseling, you know, it never really had not, really not Kevin Samuels. Okay, go ahead. I'm just saying I had to say that. No knock on brother, but like right. you said the grandma, thank you. I just want to throw it out there. Exactly. I mean, look what we're getting, where I where we're getting our information from. Like you said, Dr. Akima, no knocking on anyone, but where individual and why like you said earlier, is that individual not dropping his or her pride to go talk to that person that's closest to them who has been married, you know, for the 10 or 20 years? You know, why are we not asking them? We're getting so caught up, you know, in, in the social media and all these different, you know, these different, you know, ideas. So ultimately at the bottom line is, is that because relationships are so dynamic, I wouldn't say counseling, but I would say the educational process of understanding how we connect in the world mm. as individuals and as couples, as human beings, is an ongoing process. So if I see a couple and I admire them, then I need to be talking to them before yes. Amen. You know, I get into a relationship. Like there were Rice's Passage programs that taught you about you yourself and your individual before you even thought about getting with somebody else you had to understand the uniqueness about yourself and that's what i teach with you know coach green gene and the 3h pre-apprenticeship program people say oh you're doing a great job thanks for giving back to the kids and teaching them construction yeah that's important but that's far from the fact you know it's self-reliance that our young people need men young men and young women self-reliance understanding your superpower your signature move, you were created to be an answer. And you cannot solve problems if you are uh, outside of yourself uh, asking other people questions and haven't really understood your strengths and weaknesses. We all have lights and shadows, but that's a process within, this, within itself. So you, in your process, in your rights of passage program, uh, understanding your lights and shadows and how you fit into the world. And now you are addressing your world perspective and your, now you have this, this, you know, that's, that's counseling, that's coaching, that's education. Mm. So when it's time to get into relationship, now you have relationship counseling, coaching and education and then building legacy. And so it's an ongoing process. It's just that today we always, just like you said, we get people when it's dire need. And it's like, you know what, we're about to get the divorce. We need counseling. But that's the that's the bad rap that has been put in to society today. We've broken and itemized educational system in these different silos. And so we don't think we need counseling or coaching. And you know, comes uh dire need when when we but we need to look at it from an indigenous standpoint and understand that coaching, counseling, education, that's always a part of the process. You know, go ahead. You know, I was um, thinking while he was talking, you know, the whole concept of, you know, having, being in relationship and things like that. Indigenously, it was, and talking about building legacy, it was about bringing two families together. Now we see that we, you know, anytime you look at celebrities, you're like, oh yeah, that it's like, oh, that family is joining that family. Oh, they gonna be they building a dynasty. I don't need to uh be recognized by 
the public, whatever. We we look, we have four sons. We talk to them all the time. Listen, be mindful who you bring up in here now, baby. Because we've been working on this thing a long time. You know, check out what's going on, see what you has to offer, blah, 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 blah. You know, we talk as if we are building a dynasty. We're like the little Mason clan. This is like, you know, we making our mark because it was always more about joining families. It was never this independent thing where that's my man, I love him, and no matter what you say, I'm gonna be with him. Now, I get it. Let me put this disclaimer out too because a lot of times people say, yeah, y'all be talking about that indigenous stuff. Well, the world ain't like that no more. Well, I'm <laughs> of the belief that at what point are we gonna start creating what we believe we see? So yes, we understand that some people have had horrible relationships with their mamas and aunties and, and whatever, whatever, whatever. Even as a bird who's a, a birth ambassador, who's, I'm still gonna tell you that indigenously and traditionally, your mother was intended to be the one to help you when you had your baby. Now, maybe your mother wasn't that for you, but when you have your daughter, you can be that for them. So what am I saying? I'm saying, listen, I get it. I know it sounds like, oh, great. Well, who am I supposed to talk to in the community? You're talking about the community doing this and the community doing that and talking to auntie. I ain't got nobody. First of all, intention, start acting like you want some, the God, the universe source will bring you what you request. Now that's the truth. Mm, that's true. Sometimes you want to be around mess. And so like we were talking about earlier, why are you calling in getting somebody who's going to rate you a four or five or three? Okay, you're in that fourth and that's what you're getting. But if you call for it, say, I want someone I can talk to about marriage on a more uh, metaphysical, spiritual level, I believe the creator will bring that to you and you will be able to have that. That's my belief. So this is not pie in the sky. It's really saying, listen, whether you choose a formal counseling or you just choose to look around you like we used to do, where when you had issues, my sister last day in South Africa, she was like, yeah, when we had issues, it's like they called both sides of the family and like, listen, what's going on here? We don't put investment into this. What's, mm -hmm. what, what, what y'all doing? What, what's not working right here? Both sides of the family, not just the one that you like. And, you know, now they like, well, listen. And he said, well, she did. did, did. All right, now, well, you know, whatever. And he said, but he didn't tell you he did whatever. They trying to protect. Listen, we talking about just money protecting that once we get that money and we got that wealth. Okay, how are we gonna keep it in the family? How are we gonna build this thing generationally? So we might not like hooks being in our business, but. Yeah, and, and just on that strength alone, that's why we, that's why we focus on the physical, the intellectual, the emotional and the spiritual. Because when your families come together, they're trying to protect, protect those connections because that's what built culture. That's what built society. And having that from, and I love the, the, you know, the term um, uh, sovereignty, you know, having the sovereignty to define name, yes. to define create. yourself, to name yourself, to create for yourself, speak for yourself. to speak for yourself, you know, yeah. that's right. <laughs> It's, 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 it's so important because that's when you're dealing with that 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 hierarchy of Maslow's charts when you're dealing with mm -hmm. that self-actualization. Yes. Yes. You know, it, it, it takes work to get there, 
and to maintain that level of knowing. See, that that's a whole other thing. So what do we encourage? What's our bottom line is, is we encourage people not to come to us, you know, just to get tools and to get educated. Even before then, we have dynamics to assist individuals to get healed. I think a lot more people, including ourselves, need healing mm-hmm. before we try to conquer, you know, this thing of building wealth or building yes. legacy. Yes. We need to be healed in our minds yeah. so that, we're, that we have the right perspective and the right perception of how we dial into the world that we're living in. And that's why we're dealing with so many scarcities. There's a scarcity in health. There's a scarcity in, in education. There's scarcity when you deal with food. There's water scarcity. I mean, we have people in, in Detroit that can't even drink water from, you know, from the faucet. There's scarcity all around us because we're dealing with a culture that is fear-based, yeah. power-based, you know, individual silos, and we have to come out of that mindset. And it's not difficult. It's right there in front of us. It's just that are we willing to make that effort and a change to to reset our paradigms? Like I think we, we once we get out of it, uh, survival mode. That's that's why yeah. all the principles that you name that you uh, am that you speak on and teach on brings people out of that survival mode. And you know, in that survival mode, everything is a scarcity. Everything. It's like, that's the European way of thinking. He's in a survival mode. But because he because he came out the cage, we ain't come out the cage. We're people of the sun. Ain't no scarcity in that. But uh, I just had to say, like, the people we should be looking at or looking to for wisdom and advice is not celebrities. So not, I really like Kevin Samuels. I really like Beyonce and um, Jay-Z is a couple. I'm not knocking these people. I just want to shatter this mindset of our people that everyone we need to look to is celebrities. That's all. Nicely said, Dr. Hakeem. I love it. And I like to always point out that we still like each other. At least 355 days a year, we still like each other. Wait, wait, what about them 10 days? Wait, baby, 365 days? (laughs) Y'all like each other? Hey, hey, everybody. Everybody gotta have a little downtime. Yeah, that's and it. I tell people all the time. I spread, I spread the, the, I spread it out. You got to buy them hours up. Is basically what I'm hearing from you. How how do you, how do we do all of this? Is by being healthy. Overall, first here, then here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, but healthy relationships. Let's talk about it. I think that leads to healthy children, right? It leads to progression in the black community as a whole. And you've yeah. already pretty much told us, but let's talk about it again. How do we get there? Having said everything that we said before, the, 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 the most fundamental level and the thing that I tell people is when it's about healthy relationships, I always say every day we choose each other. Yes. 
Now, I and I say every day because people are like, but no, it should be every hour, every whatever. And see, that's what I'm always coming in because I might not like him at that moment. But that don't mean I didn't choose him that day. Woo, teach, girl, teach. Me. But see, them hours don't constitute the day, you know, because I'm over here switching and changing and he growing and changing. But every day I look and I say, did I, do, do I choose to be with him? If the answer is yes, then I am looking not only to the best interest of myself to like, okay, who do I need to be my highest form of myself, but also how do I add to him? It's the reason why it's so important that that personal sovereignty be there because some of us are willing, you know, to sacrifice everything we are for that other person. And ultimately that's not healthy. That's not healthy. That's not gonna that's not gonna get you second emotion, see. <laughs> okay. That's not gonna get you what you're aiming for. The personal choice is okay, wait, I'm choosing to be with him. I'm still saying life is better with him. And I make that decision and then I go about and start thinking about like the four pillars again. Okay, I yes, I'm still in this partnership. I'm still I'm respecting him we have an agreement, we have accountability. Now, what that says too is that I can only choose for me. I can't choose for that person. So then I'm focused still, how can I be the best version of myself? And it also takes away, I used to be really hesitant about wanting to do relationship stuff because I was like oh lord what if one day we up here we, you know we I don't know I, I, I just want to make sure we can make it I don't want to be you know that the, the liberty came for me and the freedom came when it came down to his personal choice and mine the things that we teach no matter what you ever see in the future just know that oh wait what happened oh they didn't choose each other and that's how I look at it Oh, somebody didn't choose the other person. Mm. Somebody decided not to choose them. Somebody decided, well, I don't care if you don't really feel like we ought to be selling a house. I'm selling a house. You know, I don't care if you if you don't like, you know, this thing, that or the other. I'm doing this. You know, I'm doing and there are complicated situations. You know, you have people choosing whether they want to have another baby or not. It's like, well, choosing me, you choosing. No, you know, some. <laughs> These things are complicated. Go ahead. Uh-oh. <laughs> can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. <laughs> this, this, is, this is a sensitive topic. You know, it, 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 it's no one topic. But I have to talk from my own personal experience. And that was a broad answer. Where do we, where do we start? You know, where, where, where do we start? For me, we have to find out and be very critical of where we're getting our information from. Mm -hmm. Why? Because as spiritual beings, we're always building, whether you realize it or not. Now, are you building down or are you building up? So where is your perspective and perception at? And so 
the way I work with the young people in the 3-H pre-apprenticeship program and, and, and how we work with our couples is, is that we feel that it starts with the individual first. Where do we start? We base that on three principles and how you as an individual are making connections into the world. You make a connection into the world with your head, right? That knowledge place, not just how much you know, but do you know yourself? Do you lights and your shadows? Do you know yourself mentally, physically, emotionally? Do you know yourself on those four planes, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually? Number two, are you making connections into the world with your hands? And we're not just talking about the skills of building, which is so important, but also how do you move forward with that building? Are you passionate and understand the process and the purpose of the things that you're building? So you're actually interacting the head knowledge with the hand knowledge. And this is the last pr perspective that we throw in there that we feel that is not generally uh, celebrated in Western culture, but is a part of indigenous societies, which is like we continue to say is just as uh, innovative and upfront and present today as any other knowledge system. And that's connect making connections into the world with the heart. So what do we mean? You've known how to make a connection with yourself, you know how to make connection with skills and what you and your output, right? And you also know how to make connections with others. And you can't make connections with others if you're not spiritually in tune with the environment that's around you. Yeah. So when you get to the heart, this is that, that place of empathy. This is how you know and understand how to reach out in the world, right? And that's so that you're not getting the process because you understand how to set up those boundaries see and, and and all of these things working to together defining you as a as a person and and and, and attaching all of these concepts to discover that 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 signature move that you have you're protecting that and that's building sovereignty within yourself and in the community at large and so what is what what, what does the term ubuntu mean I am because we are. So we're all building from a head, hands, heart perspective. And when we come together as a power couple or a community, we're dynamic because we're watching where we're getting our information from. That's nice. That was nice. What else? Y'all are so special. <laughs> well, I hate that this show got to come to an end, though. It's time for our challenges period, but it's going to be a part two, part three, part four. I know we ain't done. We just scratching the surface because I just feel like we ain't done, you know? So I want to go over the challenges, and you all really put most of this together. So, Claude, yourself. Uh, four principles in a partnership to form a legacy. If you're going to try to form a legacy, there's four principles that you need to incorporate. That's partnership, mutual respect, agreement, and accountability. Accountability is my favorite. I love that one. Maybe I'm a little biased, but I think people should be held accountable. 
to the agreements that they make. <laughs> Me and Moses would always get into it. I'm like, no, because our agreement was, you know, I love to say that, throw it back up in his face so he can be like, yeah, you right. But when it come back on me, I don't want to hear it. I'm like, damn, he right. I did say that. Okay, but I love it. I think it's, it's, you got to have some type of a plan. It's like a, a football team don't go on the field without a plan. Basketball team don't go on, a, go on the court without a plan. You cannot enter a partnership without having a plan. All right, let's talk about the three types of couples. Now, it's up to you as a, as a listener. You decide what type of couple you're going to be. You can be all three. It's, it's up to you. You customize your relationship. You could be an alliance couple. You could be that crown couple. Or you can be that classic couple. Or you could just combine all three at any point in time. I know, as I, uh, Dr. Doolin and Coach Green indicated, that they've been through each stage through the course of their marriage. I know I have as we have as well in our marriage. So you don't don't feel alarmed if hey, I've only been through one stage. Stay married. Believe me, you're gonna go through those stages. The next one is be critical where you get your information from, as Coach Green said. We just let anybody tell us anything. One thing, stop listening to people who ain't married. That's all I'm going to say. Stop getting advice from your mama who ain't married. Stop getting advice from your uncle who, who had eight ex-wives. Don't listen to these people. They don't know what the hell they talking about. Go find you a couple that is successfully married. Now, I know people that's married on convenience. We only marry because, you know, if I get a divorce, you're going to take my pension. We ain't talking about people like that, Ooh. right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know some folks like that. So I ain't going to put them on blast, but let's be critical of where we get information from, okay? You know the power couples when you see them, the ones you hate on when you see them. All right. The next one is self-awareness is very, very key. If you don't know who you are, how are you going to have a successful relationship? How are you going to have a healthy relationship? If you don't know who you are, then you're not going to pick the right partner. Therefore, your relationship is, is doomed before it starts. The next one is reevaluate your ideology on a successful relationship. Sometimes we get it from religion. Sometimes we get it from the street. We just get it from different places. Reevaluate it because it might not be right. Uh, I think it's time for us to do that. The next one is if you're having problems in your relationship, I you need to get up with Dr. Doolin and Coach Green. That's all I'm going to say. That's the challenges for today. <laughs> I had to make that one the last one. They need to get up with y'all. They have problems. They need to connect with you all. It's obvious they don't have the right game plan. So those are my challenges. <laughs> wow. Amazing. Thank you, Doctor. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, oh, this y'all time. Y'all know this is the time where y'all get the floor, you know, where you get to oh. say your last words and where everybody can reach you if there's any projects that you're working on. But make sure you include where people can get in contact with you because we're hoping that those couples who really need, and they don't necessarily have to, couples of you, not to say that you're in travail or you about to go to divorce court, but if you just want to make your relationships better, still reach out to Dr. Dooley and Coach Green. So you all go I'm, ahead. I'm gonna go first, particularly because I want everyone to hear my wife, Dr. Dula last in closing. Okay, no. <laughs> this is a male dominant society and we need the original mother to speak. Yes. Yes. Teach. Teach. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to just leave it like that because I can go in a million different places. You can get in contact with us through all social media platforms, but mainly on our website, webuildlegacy.com. Okay. 
and the thing that we have to offer, like I like to 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 share, and, and, and it was brought out so many different times, is is that you know we do provide the education, we provide the tools, but more importantly, we provide the healing, um, healing support, right? Mm -hmm. And so you know we're not counselors, uh, um, uh, but we we uh, provide individuals the opportunity on how to not only decompress, but um, what do they call that computer when you defragment and you just put those things in order and you just need to really set down things. And so we offer um, like indigenous- a realignment, like a realignment. Yeah. <laughs> we do. So, you know, through our, through our Reiki profession, you know, through uh, astrology, you know, we use different uh, indigenous tools to assess couples on how to heal from the inside out as individuals and couples. And like you, like you guys were pointing out earlier is, is that don't wait, you know, until things are going south and you get to the point of no return because we've had couples specifically of one that was actually signing up to our platform to help and assist them to break up. They need they say, you know what? We keep going back and forth together. We need you guys to help us to cut it down the center and, and just break it off. Basically, and at the end of the session, right? At the end of the session, because we don't like just meeting one time. We think several sessions are, are, very, are very necessary to readdressing a renewed paradigm, right? They were like, shoot, if we would have got with you guys the first time before we got to this, we broke up so successfully, we might have been able to sustain the cup, sustain the relationship. I mean, we ain't in the business of teaching people how to grow apart. We're in the business of teaching people how to do this thing together. You got a powerful man, you got a powerful woman. Let's start doing this thing together. Um, I also wanted to add to that uh, we have the power couple quiz, the archetypes that we talked about, the different types of couple, the lion's crown and that classic. We have the power couple quiz you can take. So you can mm. go on our website and put that and go through the assessment. Hey, you know, where do, where do I fit in? No judgment. Just look at yourself. Start thinking about this sovereignty. What do you believe? What do you feel? What do you think? All those things. As well as we have the ebook, What's Black Love Got to Do With It? The answer <laughs> is everything black love everything <laughs> black love comes first loving your own black self okay so loving your own black self enough to love your own story where you come from and basing your um ideals about relationships and family on something broader than what an oppressive society would want to say is the truth that is a free download on our website so feel free to go on there. When it says WBL, We Build Legacy Freebies, it is one of those and a whole bunch of other stuff too. I want to thank you all for allowing us to be uh, with you all today. Um, and, and for those that have listened all the way to the end, um, we just want to offer um, encouragement to say, listen, relationships are challenges you know, the relationship with yourself is the first challenge. Getting, you know, some of us don't like ourselves, so yeah, go figure that out. But then even after that, you know, deciding to partner with someone, like my husband said before, it's not a stagnant agreement. It's not a stagnant thing. 
it is a dynamic thing that you will always be dancing, figuring out who's leaning, who's forward. Sometimes you might be like, hey, I need you to take the lead on this. I got you, baby. You know, back to back, we might be fighting right here. There is no, once I get this right, I know I got it. And the world presents mm. it that way. It yes. can be that way. If you are a classic couple and you said a man is going to do this, a woman's going to do this, y'all might have it, like, it might work for you that way. But in we're all growing. And so I just encourage you to be open to the adventure. Stop. If I have one piece of advice, I would say this, you know, stop denying what you sense on the inside of yourself before you get into this relationship, before you make this commitment, listen to your own sovereign soul. What do you hear? Some of us spend so much time denying what we know to be true. And it's like, did you have any that he was married with to two, two women and whatever? He's like, no, he just told me he went on, you know, start listening to yourself, honor yourself. And if you say, well, I don't really know the difference, then here's a tip. Before you go getting into a relationship, spend some time with yourself first. Mm. Okay. That's what I would leave. I really hope we get to hear from some of you all. Oh yeah. And if you're on Clubhouse and now it's oh. over to um, Android and uh, Apple users and all that stuff, iPhone stuff. We are there. We are the Power Couple Network. And we're there on Saturdays at 5 p.m. We would love for you to stop by and chat with us. Okay. So, yeah, and thank you, ladies, for the opportunity to be on today. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you guys so much. This is awesome. And, yes, you're not a counselor. You're a strategist. Yes. So, mm -hmm. All right, so get with these relationship strategists, <laughs> love strategists, <laughs> and uh, thank you again, and thank you everyone for joining us, and we'll see you next episode. All right. Thanks for listening to another episode of Conversations with the Royal Empress. Tune in next week for another enlightening conversation. For more information on the Royal Empress, please visit the website royalempress.org. You can also follow the Royal Empress on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Conversations with the Royal Empress is a subsidiary of the Royal Empress Organization. All rights reserved.